Hello. Howdy, folks. We're back with Circle in the Sewer. This is episode five. We're recording on Wednesday, March 16th. Uh, this will be viewed to the public Thursday, the 17th, because that's when we drop shit is at midnight. Because we're like mixtape guys and rappers or whatever they're called. Uh, <laughs> we took a little break, uh, two weeks. I know, crazy. Like, I know you guys missed us, um, but we're back. I'm in Arizona now for spring training, so I had to get settled here, get into a little schedule. And so now we're back, ready to rock and roll. Joe, how you feeling? We feeling good, right? We're back. We're back, everybody. Excited to be here. Took a little time off there. Jake's had to move out to Arizona, but excited to talk to you guys again. We got a lot going on in the sports world, so yeah, wow. it's going to be good. They, it's been an eventful two weeks, to say the least, with all sorts of stuff going on. So, um, yeah, but uh, things have been good for me and Joe. Hopefully all y'all listening are also having a good time. Spring's coming around the corner. It's getting we warmer, man. NHL playoffs coming up. We got the NBA playoffs coming up. We got March Madness starting. We got free agency in the NFL. Baseball's back, too. Probably baseball fans, uh, it's probably one of the better times of the year for sports. Not gonna lie. Um, obviously, we wish we had football being played, but it's sure so fun to talk about football. So, with that being said, let's uh, let's get into a little football talk here. Let's do it. Lots going on in the NFL. Yeah. Well, we can kick it off with obviously. I think the biggest story in the NFL, which. In my opinion, I saw it coming. Didn't think he was done, and he's now not done. Tom Brady's back, folks. He's back. TB12. And, I mean, what is there to say? I mean, it's not like he's – there's no question whether he can play or not, right? Nobody's sitting around going, does this guy have anything left in the tank? Because I think everybody was pretty shocked when he stepped away after last season anyways. So, he's back. Bucks are officially back to Super Bowl contention, right? Yeah, they got to be back. You got to feel good if you place that bet uh, for them to win the Super Bowl next year once he retired. Uh, those odds were pretty right Incredible. when he retired. Yeah, when he retired and they ever thought he was done, he placed a bet. Boom, you got to feel confident now that he's back. But kind of want to get a little bit into that. Do you think, like, do you think this was planned? What do you think's going through his head? Do you think he just took the two months off, saw what was going on in the sports world, and was like, I'm too competitive. I need to get back with this team? Yeah, dude. It, it, the retirement itself very felt very like unlike Brady. It felt very like quick and like sudden. Whereas I feel like he's like very so, so planned out, you know what I mean? And everything he does is so meticulous, but yeah, I think, I don't know if it was planned, but I think honestly, he was just like not, maybe not training, not doing this much. And he was just like, I still got left in me like this. I'm not ready for this, you know? And like, I think a lot of people, you know, get forced out of sports because they're not good enough. Well, Brady's still good enough. And like, there's no way someone as competitive as him can just sit there and be like, yeah, you know, I just, I'm going to step away because like it, it, it just, it never made sense to me besides the fact that he's old. And I guess for family reasons, if truthfully his wife was, you know, not feeling great about him getting hit and spending more time with his kids. But also I feel like his kids are at like a, like they've grown up their whole life with Brady playing football. Like that's been their dad. And it's not like he, from everything we've seen, he's been a good dad. It's not like he hasn't been around. So I don't know if he felt guilty or something, or he just really wanted to step away, but clearly whatever happened, he's back. And I think the NFL is better for it. I know it'd be weird to see 
the NFL without Tom Brady. Just going into that though, you think he like what happened? Same situation happens against the playoffs, they lose again. You think this is it? Like, what do you think? Does he need to get a Super Bowl to officially like retire? What does yeah, this was, guy need more need? It's funny. I was just gonna like, not, not satisfied. Thing. How is this guy not satisfied? He said he's unfinished business, which yeah. I'm, I don't know what that is. Like, but calm down, man. Save some for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll see. They got a real shot, obviously, with Tom Brady, you do, but I, I agree. I don't what is what is the ending point? Does he have to go out on a win? Is that what it is? Like, does he have to win this year and then he can retire? Because I felt like the year before would have been a perfect kind of storytelling ending if he would have gone out of victory first year in Tampa, first Super Bowl away from Belichick, and just right off into the sunset. He decides to come back. I have to imagine he was thinking. Well, we're going to run it back and win it again. They didn't do that. He was maybe upset, but now he's back. I, I don't know. I, I agree. I, I think he's going to go the same way. I think he's going to go until he can't play football. Like if he won, they won the Super Bowl this year. I think he'd come back again. Like until he puts up numbers like fifteen hundred yards, five touchdowns, and ten picks, then I think he's done. Right. Like this guy's so competitive. I don't think he's going to stop until he physically can't throw a football. And he had a statistically the best season he's had. Yeah, it went off last year. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's pretty sick for my fantasy football teams. I I kept them, didn't drop them because I knew that it was you just can't drop something. Never like he never used the word retirement in those posts either. Did you see that? Did he actually not? Never did. did. I, maybe I didn't pay close enough attention. Huh? He's a sneaky, sneaky guy. Yeah, he is. He's a little sneaky. You see those like the memes? Like Giselle's like, yeah. They, he made Tom go to Whole Foods and Target on Sunday <laughs> one time, and he's like, Nah, I'm not doing this. I'm back. Seriously, he had to start doing chores around the house, and he said, No, 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 no. Yeah, well, so excited for that to be back. I mean, that's just – it's always good to have more quarterbacks in the NFL because as we see, as we go through the rest of this, there's there's not that many great quarterbacks out there. Um, but Brady's back, and, and and we're pumped to have him back. I think, too, with that division, it's, it's going to be – the Buccaneers are going to be favorites again. So Bruce Arians has got to be real excited. I bet yeah. he was like, should I be done, too? Tom's gone. I'm probably not that great of a coach without Tom. No, no. Probably texting him. Are you coming back? I thought maybe I thought maybe they were going to go back to James Winston. I could do that. I know with the whole Deshaun stuff, too. Maybe they're looking at that. But I think they yeah. all kind of knew. I think they knew Tom was coming back a little bit. They had to. Yeah. Did you see the video of him and Ronaldo? Yeah. That was that was good. I think Cristiano is the like, first person. Cristiano is probably the first person who was like, Tom's coming back. But <laughs> yeah, he should have tweeted it. He would have beat Schefter to it for sure. Um, Poor Adam Schefter. He got roasted for that too. Yeah. All right. Moving on. The next big move. Um, well, we can just hit this one quick. Well, the Aaron Rodgers signs a three-year deal for 150 mil, which is stupid money, as they would call. They're backing up the Brinks truck for him. Um, there was rumors that it was four years, 200 million. He then tweeted that wasn't true, but then talked about how he was coming back to the Packers. So clearly now it's official that he's three years, 150 mil. Um, impressive. Good for him, I guess, at that point. Yeah, that's nice career. money. Back-to-back MVPs. And I guess, you know, it's it's hard to hard to argue with that. I think he he's got something to prove. Big time, in my opinion, more than Tom Brady does. So I hope he um, doesn't. I would really, really like this is taking my Vikings fandom out of the situation. 
a Rodgers Brady playoff game at some point would be awesome. And I hope we get it. Um, but in more Packers news, Devontae Adams came out and said he wouldn't play this season on a franchise tag, which is crazy. Um, but also not that crazy. I feel like at his age, he obviously wants to secure a longer term deal. And I actually had to look this up because I wasn't actually super familiar with the franchise tag, but it basically means like each year an NFL team has the ability to put one player on franchise tag, which just basically puts them on a one-year deal and then buys them more time to negotiate a longer term contract. But Devante basically said, I'm not going to play on that. So you're going to have to figure out. Yeah. And there's, no way in my mind that they won't be signing him. They're, they're just if they sign Rodgers, they're not going to let Devontae walk. Um, so that'll be figured out. I'm sure that's going to be an impressive salary because Devontae's definitely earned any money that he wants as being arguably the best wide receiver of probably the last four or five years. Um, but do you do you think that this Aaron Rodgers Green Bay Packers kind of drama is done? like with him hating management, it seemed like, and all that drama from last offseason? Or do you think he just finally was like, all right, I want to focus on winning more than anything, you know? Yeah, I think, I don't know. I still think he's kind of a drama queen with all the stuff that was going on. I do, I think the Packers did realize they fucked up and they're like, okay, this still guy, he's still our franchise quarterback. Obviously we want to keep him here. Um but yeah, I still think the drama is going to be there. I don't know what's going to happen. He is going to be their quarterback. Just kind of going into that, like whole Jordan Love thing. He's got to be super ticked off now. Like what the hell is Jordan Love going to do? But kind of was like, do you think after that Chiefs game, they're like, okay, we really want to sign Rodgers back again. Like, are they kind of figuring out that Jordan Love's not the guy? I feel like yeah. part of it's kind of signing this deal. Like if they had maybe a little bit of hope that Jordan Love was the guy, I don't think they would have kind of jumped the gun on this contract if you're seeing that. I kind of just think that they don't have faith in Jordan love. And they're like, all right, let's sign Rogers, lock him up and then maybe move love elsewhere. And then when that time comes draft a quarterback in that upcoming class down the road. I mean, yeah. If you're Packers fans, I think everybody that watched that game was not pleased with what they saw at the same time. It's hard to like really judge somebody. He hasn't played many snaps. He's always been behind Rogers. Like we've all known that. Um, but yeah, uh, clearly, and they and they see him in practice too. That's the thing, you know. That's what do, I'm saying. You can't judge do. it off one game. I'm not trying to say that. I just kind of think maybe management or coaches kind of see it within practice. Or well, yes, yeah. well, that's what I'm guessing. Every day, right? Yeah. So I think they kind of have a feeling that he's not the guy. Yeah, I agree. Which then poses my next question: Is that one of the worst draft picks, first round picks that anybody's had in a while? If I mean, that happens, if that ends up like him, they moving on from Jordan Love, that is horrible because they could have got so much more offensive talent within that draft. That was, they picked, the Packers were before the Vikings, I believe. Let me double check that. Was that? When we drafted Jefferson. I think they might have been like the 21st. I might be wrong on that, but. Well, J-Jets was. They could have drafted T. Higgins, I remember. I, was, I remember that from the draft. They had a chance to get a wide receiver. Um, he was the 26th pick in the 2020 draft. Love was? Yeah. Okay, so Jefferson was before that then. I just Let's knew there see. was some wide receivers or weapons out there still available, and they ended up taking Love. Where's... Yeah, no, I mean, it's <laughs> it's tough when you don't – they never really gave him a chance. And also at the same time, like, Rodgers didn't really seem to be slowing down. So you pick this guy with – you know what I mean? Like – 
Clyde Edwards-Alaire, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, DeAndre West Swift, Higgins. all yeah. those guys after him. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor. Jeez. Oh, granted they had Aaron Jones, but Chase Claypool. I mean, they got Cam Akers, all these guys behind J.K. Dobbins, Van Jefferson. Um, yeah, but yeah, it, it makes you question what they're and, – and that probably plays, I have to imagine, some back to Aaron Rodgers being dramatic and the Packers being like, if we can move off this guy and get a first-round quarterback, then he's going to be cheaper than Rodgers, right? Now, obviously, that didn't go as planned, and they realized how good Rodgers was because then he goes and wins two MVPs. So, you know, maybe it wasn't bad in the Packers' eyes. Maybe they wanted to, you know, light a fire under Rodgers' ass, and maybe it did, you know, because it pissed them off plenty. But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Love. I'm sure they're going to try to move him. I just don't know who's going to buy him. Yeah. Or they're just going to sit on him for another three years, and he's going to be a backup and maybe – I don't know. It's it's that'll be interesting to see. I don't I don't think anybody's bought in on Jordan Love, so I can't imagine he's going to go for much if he does. Do you think the Packers will be within the NFC North champion in the NFC North championship game in the next three years, whatever that contract is? It's I feel like it's always that same Packers team. Like the last two years and this upcoming year, I'm guessing they're going to add probably their biggest thing is obviously to sign Devontae but it's always that same Packer team for the last three years. They just need to get over that hump of getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think if they're smart, I think what they go do is they sign Devontae and they got to go get another wide receiver. Like, you you have A.J. Dillon, you have Aaron Jones. Tunyon will be back at tight end. Like, you have your options. You just need that one more wide receiver because that looks like the formula for successful NFL teams. Go look around. Every team... You know, the Rams, they had Cooper Cup. Obviously, OBJ got hurt. Robert Woods will be back, so we'll have that two-headed dragon again. But you got, you know, the, the Bengals with Higgins and, and Jamar Chase and the Vikings with Thielen and Jefferson. And we're talking about, you know, big offenses. And the Packers have just always had Devontae. And I feel like Rodgers either doesn't trust his other wide receivers or just loves Devontae that much, which you can't blame if he loves Devontae that much. But – you, you got to give them somebody else that, you know, offense or defensive secondaries have to respect because I don't feel like they respect MVS or any of these guys that, you know, are Alan Lazard and these guys shout out Iowa state, but um, you know, they, I just, I feel like it's, it, it's, it's a no brainer to me to go sign one of these guys and get a free agent trade. Yeah. Maybe they can package Jordan Love in a trade and get a wide receiver back. I don't, I don't know, but. Yeah, kind of going into that. So let's say they're going to give Devontae the big deal, right? They're going to Bass. give him a big deal. Do you Bass. think another wide receiver? I, I agree with you within that, but do you think they need to go for another big wide receiver? I'm just looking over the free agents at wideout right now. Like we got Julio Jones, Allen Robinson, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, T.Y. Hilton, Juju. Like, do you think they need another guy close to Devontae or maybe like a speed guy such as Will Fuller, kind of, you know, like a smaller end, maybe not going to get as much receptions as. Devante, but kind of number two wide receiver. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, anybody, pretty much anybody in the NFL besides maybe Tyreek and Cooper Cup is going to be a two to Devante's one, you know? So, yeah, I don't see it being like a 1A, 1B thing. I see it being a one and a two, you know? And any of those guys are going to be good twos, in my opinion. Allen Robinson, I think, has been a great wide receiver, and he just had a bad year last year, and his connection with Justin Fields wasn't there. 
I don't hate the idea of Will Fuller, but if you're the Packers, you also see Will Fuller and look at his injury history, and you're just like, is that a guy we want to take a chance on? Julio's 33, I think, now. He's injury-prone. So you can take a chance on one of these older guys for a one-year deal, you know, because a lot of these guys are just looking for somewhere to be because a lot of those guys have either struggled, been hurt, or just not been up to, you know, what they have been in the past. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be interesting to see. I thought maybe Amari Cooper would have been a good pick for him. Um, but he ended up nice. getting traded before the Cowboys released him. Um, Jarvis Landry could be, I feel like, a cheaper sign. Um, what do you, What about if Juju takes, like, a cheaper deal, two- or three-year yeah, deal? I mean, he's I could see Juju being a good fit with them. Knowing Dude, his role, of, I think obviously he's got Devontae, but he, maybe he's not looking for the money. He's played with Big Ben. I feel like he's kind of got that mindset. He knows it takes a good quarterback to be – because he obviously hasn't been where he has the last couple of years, and no, he's, he's unbelievable his rookie year. So I yeah. feel like you put Juju with Rodgers, he kind of gets the idea, I'm not going to make make the break – make the break or what um, – can't talk, but um, – Break the bank? You know, I'm – Oh God, man, all over the place, but sign Juju. Okay. Let's get to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that could be a good fit for green Bay too. Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, like any of them, like you got to give a, a realistic second option and um, just get scary. I offense. like Juju. Just add I another liked, weapon. I like Juju, but yeah, I, I think you got to get a second line receiver. And so as a Vikings fan, I hope they don't, but yeah, I hope they all break their legs. But um, I guess moving on and keeping in the division, Kirk Cousins restructured his contract, so he will be back for this year and next year. There we go. Kirk's back. So he restructured, which, uh, you know, I let's just leave it at that. I don't know if this episode has enough time for me to go into that whole segment. But uh, You see his tweet after we signed him? He said, frickin'. Dude. Ha- what did he say? Hashtag, let's frickin' go. Is he like is he, that not Kirk Cousins or what? Who's who's cornier? And we're gonna move into this next quarterback next. Is Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins cornier? Kirk Cousins. You think? It's gotta be. Just because he's think Russell's. Bro, have you seen the Russell Wilson Mr. Unlimited court video? Yeah, but he's dating Sierra. He's kind of got that swag to him, you know. Kirk doesn't really. Kirk's not wearing Dior and Gucci flip flops to practice and all this stuff. Yeah, but that's like, Sierra. That's not Russell. No, I'm saying that Russell's kind of got that swag to him. Kirk like wears Wranglers and drives a Ford and makes sure his yeah, kids that's, are drinking that's milk much every more day. Minnesota. I mean, I guess that's blue collared and that's much more Minnesota. But dude, like Russell Wilson, dude. I just that video of him doing the Mister Unlimited thing. And and for those of you listening, if you haven't seen it. And you want to see something super cringy, go watch, just type in Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited on YouTube. And it's, it's pretty tough, but. Uh, so Kirk's better than Russell Wilson is what we're taking this <laughs> away from this. If you're listening, Kirk Cousins is better than Russell. He'll have a better year. Exactly. Exactly. Russell Wilson is now a Denver Bronco moving into him. Um, Boom. That's a big time move. And it was funny because there was rumblings of, Russell being moved or talking about being traded during the season. And he tried to like kind of shut that down. But like also at the same time, there was like a list of potential teams that he was going to go to and they seemed oddly specific. And then he was like, Oh, I never gave those lists, but everybody was kind of like, yeah, you did. And like, you leaked these on purpose. Um, it was clearly to put some pressure, I think on Seattle to either 
be like, hey, we're going to go in a new direction and probably move off Pete Carroll, or we're going to try to see what we can get for Russell Wilson. Um, they got a decent haul, I guess. I've seen a lot of people that still think that Denver got the better deal out of it, um, which any trade is up for argument what's the best side, but um, quarterbacks like Russell Wilson are nearly impossible to find. And Denver has been stuck on Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater for basically that type of caliber quarterback since Peyton Manning left. Um, and they got a good Denver. roster over there. They got some young wide receivers. They got Sutton. They got Jerry Judy. Um, their backfield is Melvin Gordon if he returns. But they got Javante Williams, who's a beast out of North Carolina. And their defense is pretty solid. Um, I know Fangio was the coach there, so they were a little more defensive-oriented last year. But I think that's a good fit. How do you feel about Russell in Denver? Well, first off, I'll start. I didn't see this coming at all. I didn't think, didn't see him going to Denver at all. Uh, one thing I love too is how they just put, take out Drew Locke and put Russell Wilson's name in there, and everyone starts freaking out about how good this offense is. You see, like those tweets, they're like, "Wow, oh, yeah. Denver's offense loaded with weapons." It's crazy what just happens when you take one guy out of the offense and put it. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. Um, but yeah, this but crazy. Isn't that Denver. how it goes? I mean, isn't that how it goes? I know, you know, because Judy was supposed to like be they're blowing Jerry Judy up and Tim Patrick and all these guys are like all stars. It's just like, that's what happens. If you got Drew Locke playing with you. You don't know. So yeah, that's what's going to happen with Denver. He'll be there for three or four years. He'll probably win a Super Bowl, and then they won't have a quarterback for the next six years. And then they're going to end up getting like Mahomes. This is just the Denver way. Yeah, apparently. I mean, that's it sure seems to be Elway's thing to get in a veteran quarterback on the backside of his career where he kind of like had success with this team. I mean, basically we're just talking about Peyton Manning and Russell Wilson at this point, but it sure seems to be working. All right. So yeah, I think it'll be a, it'll be a fun ride in Denver. Now that division is loaded, loaded. I mean, they have Russell, Patrick, Herbert, David Carr. I mean, that's the best quarterback division probably of all time, which and Mahomes and Herbert are both young and Carr's not necessarily old and Russell's like Mr. Unlimited, so he can play whenever he wants, I guess, or whatever he wants to say. But well, what do we do now? What do we got? What do you have? Chiefs, Broncos? Who are you taking at the two in that? Dude, I don't I don't know. That's the thing. The Chargers are making these moves. They got Khalil Mack. Their defense is getting loaded up. Like they're gonna be legit. I'm I think I like the Chargers, the Chargers. That too. I could see both wildcard teams coming out of that division. You know, Chiefs win it, Broncos, Chargers, two wildcard teams in the yeah, AFC. Yeah, I'm going Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Yeah. I could see them both coming out of it. That's going to be tough, dude. It should, that should be like every Monday night football game. It's just those games. Just whatever game that comes out of that conference, yeah, or division. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Um, moving on to the next quarterback, Sean Watson. Where do you see him end up? I know the, the leader seems to be right now is the Falcons. Saw that. He's from Georgia, too. Uh, I'm going to go with Carolina. I think Carolina makes a push for him, and they end up doing it. I just think – I don't know. I got a weird feeling that he ends up in Carolina. I know there were some rumors with it, too. Um, earlier before the Atlanta came out, I feel like Carolina's just been pushing on it hard. I feel like they got room to trade up. I don't know. Would you give McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson? Straight up. And a couple picks? I'd take that. If you're Carolina, like who, what is Ant, what is Atlanta going to trade 
I'm just trying to think of the process, like the players they got compared to Carolina's. Right. Cause I mean, you think you got to move Matt Ryan then plus picks and like Carolina really needs a quarterback. Atlanta doesn't so much need that quarterback, That's obviously. Fair. And I feel like Carolina is more like, all right, let's just throw the house just to get to Sean. You see like Atlanta, they still got Matt Ryan. Maybe they get some other pieces. They weren't horrible last year. No, they were. I mean, obviously I wouldn't want to be a Falcon fan, but they could get some other pieces and maybe build on that unless they're, I don't know. I feel like Carolina has nothing. They're going to give anything they want to Houston in order to get to Sean. No, I could definitely see that. I mean, I think the drama with Baker and Cleveland is kind of interesting. Cleveland may be another opportunity for Deshaun to go somewhere, but yeah, I think you got to look at the teams because this is the thing is that Deshaun has no trade clause, which means the Texans can't trade him until he agrees to the team. You know what I mean? So he, he has to agree to it. To, right. Right. So he still has that no trade clause. So the only way for him to get traded is for him to waive that no trade clause, which means he's going to go around and talk to these teams, decide which team that he wants to be with. And then that team has to offer the Texans something, right? And the Texans, I guess in a situation, are kind of stuck. Like they don't really have much choice because... Ball, so the ball's in his hands. It's kind of a win-win for Deshaun. It is kind of Gets crazy. to choose where he wants so, to go. Um, in theory, the Texans could hold on to him and... But, you know, they're going to still want something for them, obviously. But but we'll, we'll see. I agree. Carolina could be a good spot. They have a decent roster. I think they would love to not have to give up McCaffrey. Um, but he sure seems to be the front runner for that because I guess there's already trade talks around him in general. And getting a quarterback like Deshaun Watson is, is – franchise altering because he's still young you know what i mean like he's I think he's 26 yeah and so you know he's he's got 10 years potentially to play you know what i mean so like i think if you're carolina or any of these teams you got to seriously be like we can throw what three first round picks at him and probably still be fine you know go get some guys in free agency this year and and see what's happening. So um, hopefully it, it'll be, I guess, fun to see him back because he's another good quarterback. So it just means more good football and another team that's probably relevant because the Texans have sucked as a roster and he still made them good. So it'll be, it'll be fun to see him, you know, hopefully be on a team where they can compete for the playoffs. It's but, so sad, um, man. They were, were they the, was it the AFC championship game? A couple of years ago when they lost Kansas City, or is that their divisional? When they're up and then they blew that lead to Kansas City? I think it was divisional, but yeah. That's so depressing. They were that close. It's been a... It's been and a, just dumpster fire in Houston. Yeah, I was going to say dumpster fire since then. Houston and Buffalo for the hockey team. Sabres, figure it out. Um, news today, I guess Von Miller is going to the Bills. Um, really? Kind of a, yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, actually, like a couple hours ago, maybe an hour ago now, but it's it was a relatively big deal, like money-wise. Um, if you want to pull the numbers for me, Joe. Six-year deal, $51.5 million guaranteed. Yeah, I mean, that's a... Did not see that. Well, that's a little crazy news by you. That's <laughs> that's know. cool. Get him to Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, 
defense for the Bills is already pretty good. Now they added another pretty solid veteran on that defensive line, so that'll be that'll be good for them. Obviously, they know what they got with Josh Allen, but that's a it's a big free agency sign. I, I was shocked by that, to be honest. I did not see the Bills in uh, any of those situations. I kind of saw him maybe wanting to go back to Denver, staying in L.A. I heard talks about Jerry Jones trying to get him to the Cowboys. I, th- and, I thought he was going to go to Dallas. So – Bill's kind of out of the left field, but hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, Trubisky to the Steelers. Is he their quarterback? Or is this them buying a backup? I think he's their guy. So they're not drafting picking anymore, huh? I think they're gonna or are they gonna they're gonna try to draft a quarterback. No, they'll draft a the quarterback, but they yeah. like I think they're going with Mitch though. And let what let the quarterback like they really I think they really got him. faith in Mitch. They'll still draft quarterback, but right now I think they like Mitch Trubisky. Dude, you know Trubisky gets a lot of hate because he wasn't as great as he was supposed to be, and he's bad at times. But like he's sneaky, went to the playoffs. Like you know what I mean? That Bears team. team wasn't great, but I don't know. That was uh, an interesting play. I think they have the potential to be a playoff team if he plays decent. I mean, Big Ben took him to the playoffs last year. They but, just, again, uh, but again, they signed Miles Jack today. I like him. That uh, that division could look a lot different with a healthy Lamar, the Bengals coming back, and then, you know, whatever the Browns – you know, if Baker goes back there and play and is healthy, that Browns team is going to be tough to beat too. I mean, it's going to be a – you know, it's going to be a tough division. I feel like Cleveland's going to push hard in this free agency with the remaining people left. I feel like they're going to keep signing some people. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of, a lot of changes in the NFL. I'm, I'm excited because it's going to, it's going to lead out a little different storylines. I mean, quarterbacks are usually the, obviously the, the biggest franchise changer and team changer, but some of these moves definitely, um, make more of an impact than we realize it's Von Miller obviously going to the Rams middle season all of a sudden there's winning the Super Bowl and he uh played a big part in that defense and so it's gonna look sick in Buffalo I'm glad you told me that news yeah just here reporting for the people man that's what I'm talking about just reporting for the people but yeah Pittsburgh's gonna draft Kenny Pickett yeah still his eight eight and a half inch hands that's what they measured him you see that tough do you watch the dra- the combine at all? No, I have. Uh, actually, I saw a little bit, a couple highlights. It was a fast class this year, dude. I know some speedy guys out there. I don't really. My takeaway is is how do they have the laser pointers for the forties, and then still have unofficial times, and then go back and change the times? You know what I mean? They had that kid yeah. from Baylor run like a four two one, and then they're like, oh, it was actually like a four two eight. Like, how did you miss it by that much? They got money on that guy going in the fifth round, I bet. <laughs> Somebody put Vegas odds on his 40 time, and the guy at the computer at the draft or combine was, was messing with it. So, yeah, let's move that back a little bit. That's funny. But, yeah, um, pretty good wide receiver class, I think, coming out of college this year for the combine. So Ohio State teams, guys stack. Wilson and Olave, yeah. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see if some of these teams take these, you know, like I keep saying, I think like the, 
the NFL is trending in such an offensive way that like you need to have more than one wide receiver. And I think you look at around the league and look at the teams that were dominant forces. I think even the Chiefs need another person, you know, like they have Kelsey, but he's getting older, but they need somebody along Tyreek Hill that's like a a true number two, you know, and I think I bet they go for Jarvis Landry. You think? Yeah, I thought Allen Robinson might be a guy they go for. Oh God, if Allen Robinson ended up in the Chiefs, it's like, come on, Kansas City, just relax, just save some. Like, you guys can't yeah, get everybody. He, well, they re-signed Josh Gordon. I guess he's probably still a shell of his former self, but he was pretty nasty at one point. But uh, so he's going back there. But yeah, well, it'll be uh, we'll uh, check back in in a week, I guess, with that NFL. But uh, that should. Wrap up the, the NFL talk, unless you got anything you want to get off your chest, Joe. Uh, trying to think who the Vikings signed. They signed Jordan Hicks, I believe, linebacker oh, yeah, out of Arizona. Right. We got sure. him. Uh, another guy from Harrison Phillips, I believe his name, from Buffalo. Another defensive tackle. And, yeah, we got Kirk Cousins. Gave him some more money. So, looking good I for the Vikings. The restructure is good, though. You know, it is good. Like, a lot of people, Kirk haters or whatever you want to call them, like, you know, their, their problem with him was the, the salary hit and cap hit. So now it's at least a little more favorable. So that's good. So with that too, he still makes the 45 million guaranteed this year, correct? Or does that? Yeah. I mean, the val- I th- from my understanding is what he makes doesn't really ever change. It's just how it hits the books for the Vikings. Um, and the only way for them to kind of like restructure that deal was to like add a year to it because he only had one year left on his deal. And so you can't put that money anywhere if you only have one year left, you know? So if you add years to the contract, then you can kind of shift the money situation around is my understanding. Um, so yeah, we'll see what we do with the rest of free agency. Um, I trust uh, Quezzy. Quezzy and oh, Kevin, really excited about that. Quasi, I keep reading more about Quasi. Apparently, this guy's just like a genius. Oh yeah, big time. He was like on working on Wall Street. I think he's from Princeton. I'm all for it now. Didn't know much about the guy, but analytics. Hopefully, just gets us a bunch of people and win the Super Bowl. Kevin, he doesn't even have to do anything. That guy, I just love Kevin already. Oh, he's dope. And I think it's a good combination between the two of them. Um, you know, because I, I never really like, I didn't really dislike Spielman. Um, but I felt like when it was time to go with Zimmer, it was time for them both to go. So bringing in Quezzy and Kevin together, I think is just like a, a solid start. And a, a new wave. I got some new yeah. energy, right? I like look at my Vikings differently. I'm like, all right, let's go. And I think, and I, in, a, in the more I've thought about it, the more I've looked at it, I, I, and maybe this is again, just the blind Minnesota optimism of being a Vikings fan, but maybe with Kevin O'Connell's mindset offensively and that play calling, Maybe we'll see something out of Kirk and that's, you know, next level and, and some more, you know, hopefully shots down the field and him being a little bit more of a ball pusher and, and see, uh, and see what this offense can do. And, and I, I saw a quote about it, how, you know, like basically Justin Jefferson is going to be the Cooper cup of last year's offense. And I kind of laughed at it because I kind of thought like, no shit, you know what I mean? Like, why would you not center the offense around Justin Jefferson to begin with? Like in the past years, you know, he's that was bad too. With Zimmer, remember the last game when he didn't get yeah, that yeah, record? Oh, brutal, dude. That's when everyone I think was like, All right, see you, Zimmer. He gave up on it. Yeah, that tough. was bad. Tough. All right. Well, that should do it for the NFL talk. We're gonna 
move into some NBA and uh, I've had a blast watching NBA. Um, my, uh, I won't name names, but my roommate down here in Arizona has a jailbroken fire stick, which uh, means I can That's watch. a thing? Yeah. We get league pass for free. So I got all NBA games. It's crazy down here. We're Shit, the, sign me up. I'm coming to Arizona. We're in the Pacific time zone. So um, these games start at like five o'clock here. It's great. That's right. You guys got the life. It's I know, warm, dude. I, two hours I'm, I'm in bed by 9, 9.30 and all the games you. are pretty much done. Well, we got seven o'clock van. So I got I to gotta be up in the morning. Um, but yeah. Some high-scoring games recently. Um, we got Kyrie with 50 ball on March 8th, and then he follows it up with a 60 ball last night um, when we're recording this episode last night. When you're listening, it'll be two days ago. But KD was out for the 60-point game, but, man, when Kyrie is going, it is pretty fun to watch. Um, he's almost majestic. It's, 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 he, he plays in such a smooth, like, non-aggressive way and he's obviously a little smaller guy and he's not a post so it's just like there's nothing like really greasy about it you know there's nothing really grimy about it like it's just smooth it's almost effortless at times and uh that's my little plug for Kyrie now his situation with the Nets is going to be fun to follow here with um if, if you followed anything along with the, the the vaccine mandates and what's going on in New York well, I just added another thing to it. He was at the game the other night and he wasn't allowed to play at home, but he bought a courtside ticket and sat courtside. He bought a it? Mascot. He bought his, yeah, he had to buy a ticket. I saw Supposed, him sitting at supposedly, the Gotta be I kidding me. I, I would like to think that the Nets like didn't make him pay for it, but I mean, he can afford it, so it doesn't really matter. But yeah, and then he, and the Nets got fined. I think like fifty thousand dollars because they let him into the locker room after the game. <laughs> so it's like this what dude can practice on? with him. He can ride the bus. He can do this on the road games. He can play road games. He can be on the court, not playing in a game, but he's on the court sitting courtside, right, without a mask, unvaccinated. But then he can't play in a game. So it's 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 crazy, but it is what it is at this point. Um, with all the vaccinations aside. Let's just say he's playing 82 games. Would you rather have Kyrie right now or Steph Curry? Right now? Right now. Man, Avery's going to hate when he hears this, but Kyrie, bro. Kyrie, Sorry, Avery. Ky- Kyrie's been unbelievable. And it's like almost like – and I hear both sides of it because it's like he's he should be super well-rested for each game. So it's like, you know what I mean? He has no – he gets to play basically like once a week. He's, he's running this NFL schedule. He should be scoring 50 points a night then. <laughs> Well, in in KD's you give me back. two months off. Fuck, I'm triple double. <laughs> yeah, you big hoop star, Joe. Big big hoops guy. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, Kyrie right now is the the best point guard in the NBA, in my opinion. And when he's when he, I mean, he's been playing ridiculous, ridiculous. And the Nets are so scary when him and KD are together. Um, now they're they're the eight seed right now which I remember, um, you know, when the whole vaccine thing came up and they were going to allow Kyrie to play and he was building back up to get into games. And the talk was, you know, I think the Nets were like a four seed at the time, maybe a three or four seed in the East. Um, and the, the, the jokes were like, oh, maybe they should like tank a little bit to try to get that five seed. 
so that they could play more road games so Kyrie could play more in the playoffs, right? Because in a seven-game series, you're going to have four games on the road. Well, now it seems almost unavoidable that they're going to be five and below because they're the eight seed right now. Kyrie's still playing every other game or whatever. He's only playing the road games. KD's coming back from an injury, so I think they're kind of load managing him a him a bit. And they're two and a half game back from the Raptors in the seventh seed with 13 or so games to play already. So there's a decent chance that this Nets team, who I think in the East, when I looked, has some of the better odds to make the NBA Finals out of the East as an eight seed is pretty ridiculous. It's not what you want to see as a, as a potential one seed winning the East in the regular season and then having to play them. Um, you know, the Heat don't want to see the Nets. And who knows what they do? They're, they're five and five in the last 10 the Nets are right now. But, you know, they could catch the Raptors and potentially get the two seed. And the Bucks have to play in the first, you know, if the standings finish the way they are, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Um, but I think with the, the top of the East is going to be shifting a lot. You got the Heat, who are two and a half games up on the Bucks. The Bucks are a game up on the Sixers. Sixers are a half game up on the Bulls. The Bulls are a half game up on the Celtics. So it, it's it's packed and tough. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be an unbelievable Easter. Right to the finish. Playoffs, playoffs are going to be so cool this year coming out of the East, I which I didn't expect because everyone talks about the West being so packed and crazy. So it's pretty cool to see East going nuts like this. Yeah, dude. And it's going to be awesome because any team that comes out of there is going to be awesome. I still am sticking with the Bucks. Um, I picked Bucks Warriors. You picked Bucks Suns. Yeah, I think. Suns look crazy. They beat the Lakers by like a thousand. I saw it turned into that so, the other night. So bad though. Um, yeah, but it's just I don't know if I. Um, yeah, I don't feel as great about my Suns pick anymore just because I watched the Warriors play the other night with Draymond Green back, and when Draymond's on the court, they're a completely different team. They're a scary team, and Clay is seems like he's finally catching fire a little bit, which. You get all those guys going. Steph was on his birthday, scored like 47. So it's like that team is pretty scary when they're when they're firing on all cylinders. Um, I'm saying that was my pick. I was like, Draymond, that's that's all it takes. That's what that's you're saying. My, yeah, yeah. My insider, Joey Insider. I was like, you, no, you I, put that team, you get Draymond back. That's back real though, dude. That's they got Draymond back. He's I think so, so undervalued and underrated in, in the NBA, in my opinion, because he that team is scary when he's on the court. And you saw what they kind of been when he hasn't been on the court. Um, but as far as the East goes, to continue down and talk about the Sixers a little bit. Um, so since James Harden has been the Sixers, uh, been nine games, he played in um, eight of them. They've been six and two in the games he played with losses to the Nets and the Celtics. Um, Obviously, we all know Embiid's been playing, but people, I, I just wanted to highlight James Harden's stats here this year. He's been 22.6 points a game, 7.9 boards, and 10.2 assists. Um, he also passed Reggie Miller on the all-time three-pointers list, which I felt like was just like swept under the rug. Nobody really wanted to talk about him. Everybody lost their mind when, you know, Steph was moving up the rankings, but Harden's right there. Didn't know that um, at all. You could have gave me a thousand bucks, and I would not have believed that James Harden was had the third most threes. James saw Harden that on Twitter. Is- I had no idea. Dude, he's crazy disrespected, in my opinion. He's good. Saw that. I'm like, okay, so good. he's good. So good. He's been good for a long time, too. But, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, so they've been they've been playing well, obviously, um, with 
with uh, since he's been there, and they were they were a dominant force, of course, with Embiid, and um, they're going to be a tough team to beat in a seven game series if those guys are hooping. And again, that's it's crazy that I, I feel like the Heat don't feel like the real one seed to me, in my opinion. How's Oladipo looking? I forgot uh, he's he was only played a couple games. He's looked fine. Um, you don't think maybe not really rely on him much in the playoffs. You think it's kind of like the Jimmy. I just Kyle feel like he's, he's the fourth option. Kyle the Lowry offense. there, right? He's in Miami. No, Kyle. Oh yeah, he is. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Jeez. I was looking at the Raptors and you said Kyle Lowry. So I was just assuming. Um, okay. Yeah. No, Kyle Lowry. I mean, he's, he's not really a scorer, but I mean, you got Bam, Jimmy Butler, and Tyler Hero, who are going to shoot more than Oladipo. Oladipo is a good piece. I'm not knocking that, but I feel like through his injuries, he's not quite what he was. Maybe he can find a little little wave there. But I mean, they're just solid defensively, and you know they they win games, and they just do. And the the Bulls have kind of been falling off. Um, I feel like De, Demar is kind of like not necessarily ruined his MVP chances, but he's just been playing all right. I feel like where guys like Giannis and Jokic and Luka and Embiid have all been like taking it to the next step as well as John Morant, um, at least in the MVP race. Uh, it just feels like he's taken kind of a step back, DeMar wise, at least in the Bulls and just like haven't really beat, beat anybody good. Um, so I think I still feel good about my Bucks pick up there. I think. Celtics are a sleeper team that nobody's – I keep saying this, but I really feel like that team is defensively super solid. I think they're top two or three in the, in the NBA defensive rating-wise. Um, Cavs don't ever scare me. The Raptors don't scare me. So I think it's going to come down to the – it's going to be the Bucks, the Sixers, the Celtics, or the Nets. And I hope that we see those four teams playing. That'd be the cool. Semis. Um, those are pretty fun teams to watch just in general. Um so those are my picks. Um, covering kind of the Jokic and Embiid play the other night, I think those are the two front runners for the MVP. Um, Denver and Jokic came back. They were done by 19 points and ended up winning. Uh, Jokic is my MVP winner right now. Um, he's averaging 26, 13.8 boards, and 8.1 assists, as well as 1.4 steals um, and just under a block a game. Um, he's severely underrated, and I, I – Really haven't figured out why, besides the fact that he's maybe not as fun for everybody to watch just because of kind of how he moves and whatnot. But at the same time, I feel like Embiid isn't that fun to watch. I mean, he's good, don't get me wrong, but he scores half his points of the game from the free throw line. Um, you know, if, if Jaw was continuing on the pace that he was there for a bit, I think Jaw would be like right there in the mix too. But um I think Jokic is my MVP and he's just, he, and a lot of people don't like talking about his advanced stats because he's like so dominant in the advanced stats, but you look at his advanced stats, bro. He's crazy. He's super efficient, does everything for the team. And in my opinion, the Nuggets are a terrible team outside of Jokic. They don't have Porter. They don't have Murray. They might come back for the playoffs. If they do, that's scary. But um, are the, the Nuggets really a contender? I don't think so without those two, but Jokic, carrying that team to where they are, in my opinion, is, is big time. And um, a lot of people are like, well, how can you choose Jokic over Luka when Luka's putting up 28, 9.3, and 8.6? And in my opinion, I just feel like Jokic does more for his team and 
Luca's on like in theory a better team. The the Mavs are sixth best defensive ranking in the league. Denver's thirteen. Um, Denver only has one less loss than Dallas. Um, so I don't know. I think there's arguments all over the place. Who do I think will actually win it is Embiid. Who do I think should win it is Jokic. Um, obviously, would love to see LeBron, but I just don't think with how the Lakers are that he's got even oh, a LeBron. Would love to see him win a scoring title. So hopefully, he I think that is what that. he's going for. Yeah, he looked. He dropped fifty too since we uh, last spoke to you guys. Can't can't push that out. And that was. I uh, think he knows that. Okay, this team's kind of screwed, but I'm gonna go for the scoring title. I think that's what's going through his head right now. It's gotta be, you know. And a lot of talk about Russell Westbrook and how he's been playing, and we know it hasn't been great, but um, I still feel like. You know, there's talk. It's like, do the Lakers still have a punching chance in the West? And to me, it just completely depends on whether ADD is going to play or not. Um, they've been two and eight since he got hurt. Um, I'd be shocked if they didn't see him play. Now, if he comes back, is he going to be completely healthy? You know, he's super injury prone the way it is, and he's playing on bum ankles. There's could be potential for him just to hurt it again. But he's optimistic. But he was quoted saying he can't be 100% sure. Um I thought it was funny also just talking about him. He, he said uh, he made comments about his groin injury was the only reason that the Suns beat them in the playoffs last year. And then Book was asked that question after he dropped 30 in a Suns win. He had his shades on the presser. And Book said, if, if, he said, if, ifs were a fifth, we'd all be drunk, which I thought was funny. Um, good it's a, good it's tweet a good right quote there. From Book. Yeah, it's a good quote from Book. I like so, T-Book. I, yeah. Is he still dating um, Kendall Jenner? Oh yeah, big time. He is. That's a, it's a great relationship. My little if you want to see a sick NBA. house too, I saw that YouTube Ar- architectural, architectural digest. digest. Good yeah. for him. He's got his stuff laid out. Sick house. Nice guy. Yeah, loves cars. Down, down here in Arizona. Yeah, old school. Oh, that's right. You guys are neighbors. I mean, he's like fifty minutes away from me, but yeah, I think he knows sick. you, Jake. I think he yeah, knows he might that. Know me. Jake Stevenson's my neighbor. I would love to see his house. So maybe, maybe if, if uh, D Book hears this episode. Uh, Shoot me an invite via Twitter. Shoot me the app. Over. Yeah. We'll get him on the we'll pod. Out. I'll play some pool or something against him. Win some money. How crazy um, would that be? Uh, next episode, we have Devin Booker. Dude, I know. That would be crazy. But uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. D-book, I, gotta start, D-book. I gotta start DMing people, man. We need just firing off to get interviews. We'll do D book, LeBron. Who know. We we gotta start. We gotta we we could we could pull out get a Tom Brady really figure out what was going cool. on. Yeah. Um, but no, going off that, I think the Suns, Suns and the Warriors are going to be the Western Conference picks. I think they're just the most loaded team. The Warriors are super deep. The Suns are super deep. Um, chemistry what about Memphis teams to be. What's your opinion just, on the eh, Memphis Grizzlies? Um, they're good. I don't see them beating either of those teams in a seven game series. If Draymond you think they, think they get bounced healthy. in the first round? No, they won't get bounced in the first round, I don't think. What if it was the Wolves? They could get bounced in the first round <laughs> by the Wolves, only the Wolves. Uh, but that's just my humble opinion. Um, I just I, I want to see more of Jaw in the playoffs before I make any more like I guess big time decisions on on what I see that team being. Um, he's obviously been good, but playoffs are a different beast. Um, 
I would have loved to see him win the MVP, but it doesn't really seem like he's going to be winning the MVP anymore. Um, but I think the future of the NBA for really young guys are kind of like him, Luca, in my opinion, Jason Tatum, who gets extremely overlooked. Um, but he's he's an unbelievable player in my opinion. He's good. I, I like Jason Tatum. Yeah, he's fun to watch. Forget how young he's he is. 23. Yeah. He's unbelievable. 23. So, um, but no, I don't know. I don't see the Grizzlies winning the East or the West. I don't. I I would honestly love to see John Morant make a like a crazy crazy playoff run because I think he'd be just great for the NBA. But I just the Warriors and the Suns have got to be in the Western Conference Finals. I think that's what everybody wants, and it'll be fun to see when it happens. Um, so probably be seeing that. I think um, it's going to be Suns Warriors, and then probably Bucks next Nets again. I don't know. Um, we'll see what the 76ers look like in the playoffs, but that, uh, it's kind of the 76ers weird. and the Nets. That'd be so cool with Simmons back, just yeah. everyone going at it. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, want to see. Even though I picked the box, it'd be so cool to see the Nets 76ers. No, I agree. I think it, well, we could get that maybe before the finals, the Eastern Conference finals, too. As long True. as we get it, just give me a, just give me yeah. a series with those two teams. Facts, facts. Um, and they all get COVID and no one can move on. <laughs> Well, we're all going to see Kyrie in a couple games then, so that would suck. But um, Timberwolves, 8-2 and two in their last 10. Cat was 60 ball the other night. Let's go, T-Wolves. If you watch the Cat 60 ball, the highlights are unbelievable. He was 7-11 from, from three, and he was just unconscious. He was hitting step backs like he was 6-6 and like a point guard and not like a 7-foot center. It was, it was unbelievable. 32 points in the third quarter was just – Unreal. I was kind of pissed that Kyrie scored 60, kind of took the limelight away from Cat for a little bit, but whatever. We'll deal with Saw it. that. What a douchebag. Skip yeah, the Wolves one night. Seriously? Yeah. Selfish. 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 But um, yeah, I think I think it's going to be an unbelievable run um, to the end of the, especially in the East, man. I've been saying this, but the East is going to be electric. Electric. Um, but yeah, I would love to see a Giannis and bead. I mean, there's so many good matchups that we can see all these players and all these stars that are on these teams in the East and West. I mean, it's just going to be, there's so many, so many stars. I feel like in the NBA right now that like are, the playoffs are going to be unbelievable. And like most of those players are going to be in the big series. So we're going to get, we're going to get LeBron and the Lakers in these playing games. We're going to see the Timberwolves probably in a playing game. Um, and then all these, all these matchups through, um, the first couple rounds of the playoffs are going to be unbelievable. So I'm excited. Um, we what got about thir- 13 games left. Um, just a quick question season. with the Lakers. What are they going to do? Like, say they get bounced in this play-in tournament. Like, what happens with the Los Angeles Lakers going into the offseason? Because clearly this team isn't working out. They're going to keep AD, but, like, who do they go for? I think Russ will get traded. They go for Dame? I'm trying to think, like, who's – Who's going to play for LA? Because obviously they're going to change that whole team. That's what they always do when they don't win. So I think they need to do the opposite of what they just did, if that makes sense. Well, I think they shouldn't go for another big star. I think they should move for smaller pieces because right now they have no depth. They have no no shooters, consistent shooters around them. Like the 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 the, the move that they were going to make for Buddy Heald last year, like offseason wise, like made so much more sense to me than than 
Russell Westbrook because like Russell Westbrook isn't a three point shooter. LeBron literally throughout his career has always been like surrounded by like a really good three point shooter. You know, he had Mike Miller in Miami and Kyle Korver in Cleveland. Like those teams were surrounded by one star with them and then shooters, right? And then other role players and rebounders and defenders and stuff like that. They should have got around the Lakers and they don't have any of that. They should have got Seth Curry. Would have been a great pick. I had to, I was my first smartest thing I just thought of how good he would have been with just AD and LeBron. And then you had Seth Curry, like you said, they need a shooter. That's something they have to go for. Their biggest They're right. They don't need that big star. Just get some pieces. No, and they don't and because they spent 44 million on Russ. Like think how much that can get you. He gets you four $10 million players. You think how much different that team looks with four $10 million players or a $20 million player and then two $10 million players. Like the caliber and the depth that they would have. And LeBron would have to play 40 minutes a night then. And AD wouldn't be as missed when he's hurt. But, you know, I think Caruso was their big mistake. Them losing Caruso was a massive thing because he did. He's to me is like a younger Draymond. Now he's not as good as Draymond. I'm not saying he is Draymond, but he does all the things that Draymond does. Like he's always playing hard, isn't selfish, doesn't need to score, can score, can shoot, passes the ball, dribbles, plays good defense. You know what I mean? Like the things that like aren't flashy, but like are the glue that holds teams together for the Timberwolves. Like Timberwolves aren't as good as they are without Patrick Beverly. Patrick Beverly does those things. You need those type of team. The Celtics aren't as good as they are if they don't have Marcus Smart. The, you know, the, the kind of glue guys that, like, they do the dirty work. They don't score 20 a night. They don't score 25 a night. But they they can do those things. And the Bulls have Caruso, and I think they're a lot better when they have Caruso. And so Lakers should have kept him. They shouldn't have moved to Russ. They could have Kuzma and KCP. Those guys are both, like, solid, solid, like, pieces and shooters and I don't know. I kind of like what the Heat do, and I think the Lakers should have mimicked this, where they they run Tyler Hero, so they have their starting five, and they run Tyler Hero off the bench and just kind of let him do whatever he wants. So you have that stud in that second caliber, right, where he definitely could start for them, but he runs out there with the second team. And I feel like Kuzma could have been that guy, right? You run Kuzma, just let him – because what he does with the Wizards is pretty solid. Well, the Wizards he, He's put up good points. Yeah, but I'm saying imagine – the Lakers starting five. And then when they come out of the game, you just let Kuzma go do whatever he wants. Right. And run that second team. Like in my opinion, that would be a much better depth look and they would be completely different, but they made the move to Russ. So hopefully they can move off him for LeBron's sake. Cause if LeBron's still going to play this good, like you, you got to surround him with some more guys and it'd be, I would love to see them trade Anthony Davis. and get somebody who could play every game, but I don't see them moving Anthony Davis because he's still supposed to be in his prime, but maybe they'll move Russ. I mean, Russ's values plummeted too, but it is. I love watching Russ like dribble up the court just in my head. He's just like massively driven the basketball and then just chucks it off the the rim. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then just dodge balls it at the, the rim and it's just chaos. Dude, he, um, I think it's since since the all-star break I saw stat he's shooting nine percent from the three-point line. Nine. It's not good. It's not good. I what happened? I don't what what is going how did this happen to Russell Westbrook? He domed up more than anything. I mean, it got he's so concerned about 
like everything around him except for basketball. I feel like, you know, he's, he literally was talking about a while about how, you know, people are calling him Westbrook and how that's super insulting to his Westbrook name. And, you know, I'm on the side of like, you can't let those things really affect you. You know, you're going to get called things. I understand that, you know, the death threats thing came up and like the death threats were never okay. But the, but the West brick thing, like he literally was talking about it at the press conference. Like, dude, like I'm a, I'm a Russell Westbrook defender too. Like, but you get mad upset about West being called Westbrook. Like, I think that's the least of your worries when we're talking about how the Lakers are doing and whatnot. So I think he's in his own head. I think he's, he's questioning shots, you know, where in the past he just would fire and now he's hesitating and doesn't trust himself. And it is what it is, but um, hopefully they figure it out. I'd love to see them make a playoff run. That'd be fun, but We'll see if it comes down to one game, see what LeBron can cook up with that team. And if Anthony Davis is healthy, who, who knows? But um, it's not going to be easy for them to – I think they're currently matched up with maybe playing the Pelicans in the first game and then the, the loser of the Timberwolves and Clippers. So the Clippers, yeah, I don't know where they're at with Kawhi and Paul George, but – they get those guys back. That's another. But the Lakers haven't even been able to I miss Kawhi this year. So. I keep forgetting he's not playing, and I want Kawhi to be back. Yeah. Hopefully he can get back. But uh, I don't know if it for my NBA. I could go all night. But uh, you, uh, you want to get your NHL? It's good. Yeah, I'm excited to talk a little hockey. Um, first off, hope the Timberwolves move on, though, back with the NBA. I, oh, yeah. I'm just excited that they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, they're currently beating the Lakers too right now, so suck at LA. Okay, suck on so that one. Big time, big time. Cool. Let's uh, let's jump into some hockey news. So it's been a crazy couple of weeks in the NHL here. We could start off with a little bit of overview on the standings. Let me pull this up here. Lots been going on. Shout out to the Minnesota Wild. Currently got the game on right now. They're beating so, the Bruins cool. two to one. Trent Frederick and Brandon Duhame had an absolutely crazy fight. They were just chucking them. Yeah, Krill's goal was nasty. Okay, but yeah. Yeah. That's right. You're out there. It's TNT. Oh, I said I can't watch the game. I'm just currently in the bathroom recording. That's right. Your nice studio there. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Well, let's go over this here. So I'm going to run through the standings. Uh, start off with the Eastern Conference and the Atlantic Division. We got the Panthers at the one spot with 88 points, Tampa Bay with 82, and the Leafs with 81. Go to the Metropolitan. We got the Hurricanes at 87, Rangers at 81, and Pittsburgh at 81. And then wrapping it up with the wild card, we got Boston and Washington. Boston at 79 and Washington at 76. Hashtag caps make the Stanley Cup. Thank you. Moving over to the Western Division. We got the Central. We have, of course, the Avs at 91 points. Holy smokes. We have St. Louis Blues at 76. And then in third, we have the Predators at 74. Going to the Pacific, we got the Flames sitting at the top spot with 79. The Kings in second with 74. Then the Oilers in third spot with 70 points. And in the wild card, currently, we have our Minnesota Wild at 72. And the Vegas Golden Knights at 68. They have fell off. They've lost five straight, so... Don't know what's going on in Vegas there. They do need to pick it up. Eichel, huh? Yeah, Eichel. You see his – can just jump into that quick with Eichel and 
the Buffalo Sabres game. You see that his body comments bag, with just absolutely body, put Buffalo in a body bag, but screw Buffalo, man. Their ownership sucks. I'm not what a fan. Did, of, what, what did he say for people who didn't see it? He said, well, just for you that don't know, Jack Eichel, Jack Eichel used to play for the Sabres, um, got traded over to Vegas this offseason, and it just really was not working out in Buffalo. He was supposed to have surgery. He wanted to have a surgery. Buffalo wanted him to have a different surgery. Um, so he ended up just not wanting to play for Buffalo, asked for a trade, ended up going to Vegas. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of drama kind of going with those teams. But then the Golden Knights and Sabres played this past over the last two weeks here. Um, and Vegas was in Buffalo and I believe the Sabres did up winning the, did up winning the game, but Jack oh, Eichel after the game yeah. said it was the loudest he's ever heard Buffalo in the past seven years. Uh, it doesn't know if it was for him leaving or what it was just to see him in the building, but he put him in a bat body bag saying that it was the loudest it's ever been in the last seven years. Ever heard yeah, it, so. it only took him leaving and then coming back to get the place loud. But, um, don't you think it's like an interesting, like, hate from the Sabres fans that like the guy like wasn't allowed to get a surgery that he wanted to. And they, so he left so that he could get a surgery. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, yeah. I know there was some drama before with him not wanting to be with the Sabres necessarily, but like it ultimately came down to like, they didn't want him to get a surgery that he wanted to get. And yeah. so then he left so suck. that he could get his, you know? So it's like, I can't, and they hated him for it. I, I just didn't get that. There was mixtures too. There was fans there that were cheering him on and they kind of knew the story about it. I mean, I, I can see it both ways. Obviously it sucks if you're a Sabres fan and you lose your all-star who you thought was going to carry this franchise and wants a trade. So that's what they're booing at. And then you saw the fans who were cheering for him when he went out there and they gave him a tribute on the, the screen. They're still booing him then, but yeah, just kind of with the whole story of him getting the next surgery and he wanted one surgery and team wanted the other it's a fortunate situation, but Buffalo's just a dumpster fire, man. They got to figure it out there. The Pugilists don't know what they're doing with that team. So, uh, yeah, let me just kind of get into standings a little bit. Obviously, we got the Colorado Avalanche at 91 points. They are not slowing down. Um, They're 6-3-1 in their last 10, but they just keep getting points, man. These guys look scary. Uh, Going to the top of the East, we got the Florida Panthers with 88 points. They are 6-3-1 in their last 10 as well. Um, They're going to be loading up for the playoffs here. So, Excited to see what comes out of that division. We got our Leafs. Boy, do they need a goalie. They uh, really can't figure out a goalie situation, even though they did have a shutout from, uh, I can't remember his name, but was a new goalie that came in with the forward nothing shutout last night. So, Calgren. Is that the guy? Looking at it, yep. 35 saves, no goals. So, good for him. Maybe that's our guy. Probably not, because I don't know what they're going to do, but they need to figure out something at their goalie there. Uh, Just moving to the Metropolitan. We got Carolina. 87 they're still looking good seven two and one over the last 10 then we got the rangers in pittsburgh both with 81 points there rangers six and four in their last 10 penguins five four and one that's uh heating up to be a great division there in the metropolitan and then we got the bruins who have been on fire lately completely look like a t- new team might make a run into that division there sitting at 79 points they're eight one and one in their last 10 but currently losing to our minnesota wild two to one after one um, then we got my caps, 76 points, hmm. six, three, and one on a two game win streak. Watch hmm. out, watch out, everybody. Hmm. Uh, hashtag seed, caps, huh? the Stanley Cup. What's up? Eight seed, huh? Yeah, we're uh, hey, if when we're in, we're in. We'll so make it right. I just, I'm curious too, though, like if you don't make the playoffs, is it pretty tough to win the Stanley Cup? Yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> but look at onto it. The next team is the Columbus Blue Jackets oh, at yeah, 63 points. So I do feel confident. Do, do feel confident in that? 
Um, but yeah, going into that too, we got the trade deadline coming up next Monday and I am so pumped for this. I think it's going to be chaos. I think it's going to be a lot of just quiet until I'd say Sunday or Monday. And then I think a lot of trades are going to happen here, but I do have some players that I'm going to kind of get my predictions of where they are going to go. Um, we can also recap. We've had a couple of trades that have happened over the last couple of weeks since we talked. First to get it off, the Colorado Avalanche um, have traded for Josh Manson. They gave up Seth Hellison, who is from Minnesota, and a 2023 second-round pick. I think that's a great move for Colorado, really bolster up that defense. They're going to make a run, man. I don't know who's going to beat the Avs. Uh, acquiring Manson's a huge deal for them, especially already, their defense is already great. They didn't even do anything with that, but adding him's a huge piece. Um, the other couple of days, too, they traded – uh, for Nico Sturm, for our wild, for Tyson Yost. Huge fan of that, though, on the wild side. Tyson Yost was the 10th overall pick from North Dakota. He's 24 years old. It's kind of with I my whole opinion on this trade, I kind of see it as like when we traded for Fiala. Fiala didn't have that many points in Nashville, but he was young, and I feel like we see a lot of potential, and I kind of think we're doing the same thing with Yost. He only has 17 points this year, and I think his career high over his last three years in Colorado was 23 points. So I think they just see this more of a potential fit, and they kind of want to just – see i think yost has more in his tank than he actually does here um he's a great skater he's a lot quicker he's a completely different player than nico sturm like nico sturm's that eric snack greenway felino big center kind of looks like when with sturm with the wild system i feel like he can only average 20 points a season i think that's all he's going to get with yost i think that guy could reach his limit get up to 40 points maybe even 50 just kind of with the skill level i think that's what billy g was kind of looking at yost and like this is what we can do you put him with even Kaprizov, Zooks, Hartman, whatever it may be. And I feel like there's just a whole other side of the Yost right. that we can see with him. So hopefully that works out. Um, My question for you is, was he just kind of un, like under the radar because of the, the abs, big guy? So he wasn't getting the ice. He wasn't getting the lines correct. that he wanted to, right? Where you see Fiala playing with, well, he's with Boldy, right? And that kind of like, yeah, Boldy and Eric's and start playing next level, right? So you see Yost just kind of fitting in somewhere and getting his potential up a little bit. Yeah, correct. I mean, with the Avalanche, they got their guys. They know who the stars are, too. And I feel like with Yost, he could be a top six guy, even maybe in the league, too, with his potential. So I think it's a great upside for the the Wild there. And I think kind of just going back on the Av side, I think they knew that. I think there was a lot of potential, but obviously they have their team. And I think that's how they grab Sturm, just kind of get that body, more grit and defense on their team is what they're looking for, too. So they got their stars. They know what they're doing with that. Um, Another trade we have, the Happened this afternoon, actually. The Rangers, Rangers acquired Frank Vitrano uh, from the Florida Panthers for a 2022 fourth-round pick. That'll be good for the Rangers. I think the Rangers are going to be really aggressive at this deadline. A lot of reports and rumors that I'm looking at as they're trying to add up, especially with that team. You got them in the Stanley Cup. I think they're going to be really aggressive. Uh, I think they got a great team, and they're going to add some pieces. They got a good farm system, too, so most likely they're going to be trading some prospects away here. I also have... Another trade that just happened while we were recording this. Wow. He was on my prediction. Breaking, so breaking, breaking news. Breaking. Uh, I'm going to go to predictions a little bit too with some players where I think they're going. I had Ben Sherratt, who was on the Montreal Canadiens. I had him going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was just traded to the Florida Panthers for wow. Ty, Ty Smolniak, if I'm saying that correctly, a fourth round pick in 2022 and a first round pick in 2023. So Montreal is getting quite the package for Ben Sherratt. Florida, man, they are just loading up. They're going to have quite the team. They're going to be scary. They're going to be scary. And so I'm curious to see what they were doing at their deadline too. Cause I was listening on chicklets and they might kind of same thing with the wilder in a couple of weeks ago. We didn't know if they were going to kind of make a trade or what they were going to do. And 
didn't really want to screw up that momentum, but looks like they're going to start making trades and try to get really aggressive with that going into the deadline. So especially with Ben Chirot, great defense coming over from Montreal. He's really going to help out that blue line. Um, is he going to be them being with great. Ekblad or who is he going to be with on the defensive side? Do you think they'll match him up with? I bet they put him with, let me look it up. I think they would put him with Ekblad. Can't remember who their other That's lines kind of were. Who, yeah, I don't know who Ekblad's with on the top line. That's a scary combo though, huh? Yeah, they're going to be nasty. I, I don't know, man. Florida. Yeah, so they got Mackenzie Wager with Aaron Ekblad. I don't think they moved those two, but I think you put them with uh, Radko Gudas. Yeah, I could see Ben Chirot and Radko Gudas, and then they have yeah, then home. I don't want to break up the chemistry of a first line. With yeah, they got Montour too on that third line. So Ben Chirot was a good piece. That's something they need to. And I know I was kind of listening as well that Antoine Lundell, I know they were a lot of teams have been calling for him. He's the rookie that they has been absolutely killing it this year, but I don't think Florida wants to move him. Um, I believe he's, I don't even know which line he's on. He's up to their third line too. So he's been having a hell of a rookie season. Um, that's just some piece they're going to add, but it looks like they're going pretty aggressive with that. So curious to see what they do. They're going to be scary if they keep making more d- trades like this. Um, but yeah, I want to kind of get into predictions of who I think is going where. Uh, we can start off with Mark andre Fleury. In my opinion, I don't think he gets traded. Really? I think just kind of with everything going on, I think he just waits till the summer and ends up signing where, where he wants to go. Uh, I know a lot of teams are going to be calling on him, but I just think Chicago and Fleury is just not going to want to move unless he does want to make that Stanley cup run, which I do see, but I don't know, Pittsburgh, maybe Toronto, obviously horrible goalie situation right now, but just in the end, I think kind of with Fleury's family and everything going on from the move from Vegas to Chicago, I think he just ends up staying there the rest of the season, figuring out what he wants to do in the off season, deciding on a team, probably getting more than a one-year deal too. So uh, yeah, curious to see with that, but ultimately I don't think Fleury's going to move. Uh, let's see here. I got Jacob Chirkrin. I think he's going to end up in LA is what I'm going with. With this too, I was reading it. Uh, Arizona's asking price for Chirkrin is super high. They're asking for a, a prospect and two to three first round picks for this guy. So one of the top remaining defense out there. I'm curious to see what he does. I just think LA, I mean, LA, man, what a season they've had second right now in the Pacific. They're clearly, I think, going to make a run for the playoffs too. So just bolstering their defense. They don't have that strong of a decor anyways. Uh, I think he'd be a good piece. They got a good farm system. They can give up some prospects as well. They got a lot of guys in their system. I think they go for Chirkron. He'd be a great piece of that team. If they get him, I think they'd be, I I don't know. It could be pretty scary, but Flames, Oilers, we'll see what there happens in that situation. LA came out of nowhere for me. Did not see this coming at all. Uh, the Ducks had a great season, but they've died off, so I can see the Ducks also moving some pieces around. I think they know it's not going to end up happening this year, and they're going to start moving some pieces. But they're pretty, they're pretty young. Yeah, on the L- team though, right? Yeah, yeah, they're super young, so they have a lot of pieces, and they'll kind of get that together. But yeah, LA came out of nowhere, man. Um, Claude Giroux, I think he's going to end up ultimately just going to the Abs. I think they're just going to bolster him. I think they're going to be grab him and be done. I think they're going to just try to get him move some pieces around in their system. And then that's all they need. I mean, that we all know what their offense, 91 points this year. So just what you ruin, I think kind of with where he wants to go with his career, I think he wants to go to that for sure. Stanley cup team. And he knows he can get that with Colorado. I don't know if he really wants to end up with the wild or blues, just kind of with that. So, so I think he just for sure knows if he ends up in Colorado, he has a very solid chance of winning the Stanley cup. Obviously I hope he comes to Minnesota. Or that'd be great. But I just think he knows he has that for, for sure, just 
gratification of going to Colorado. So, and yeah, Phil, yeah, Philly's yeah, going to give that to him. They're not just going to trade him away to St. Louis for two prospects. Be like, thanks for all what you've done, Claude. Uh, you know, I would love to see him on the wild too, if it counts for anything. Yeah, it'd be nice. He'd be sick. And they need that too. And I'll get it in the wild here once I recap the players I got predicted too. But uh, Mark Giordano, he's in Seattle. I think he goes right back to Calgary. I think they're like, yep, we still got your stuff here. Come on home. <laughs> so I think he's going back because Calgary's clearly, we know what Calgary is. They've been on a roll lately. And I think with Daryl Sutter, he's familiar with Giordano too. And I think they just open him right back in and, Seattle, obviously, I think they'll trade anything, too. They need prospects for their farm system, so I think won't be too big of an asking price, but they'll get some guys back in return, which would be good for Seattle. Um, Ricard Raquel, I think he's going to New York. Like I said earlier, I think New York's going to start putting some pressure on and trying to get some <clears throat> excuse me, some prospects, so they'll be hitting heavy on some guys. I think Ricard Raquel, he's got his deal ending up. He's going to be a free agent this summer, but I think the – Rangers will send a couple guys over and maybe a couple picks just to use him as a loner and really make that push for the playoffs, uh, which would be a good fit for him. And then I got Calvin DeHaan. I think he ends up in Oiler. Oiler. I think he's played for Edmonton before, too. They just use a couple defensive guys that I could see. Um, I think Edmonton can bolster that defense. Hopefully they get second in the division. That's what I predicted. So we'll see what Edmonton does. I'm curious to see that. Uh, Phil Kessel, maybe return to Minnesota. I don't know. I saw some reports that he might be. Big old Phil might be returning. I saw Boston too. That would be crazy. Uh, I don't know if they will move him. He's a very interesting personality. Uh, it'd be funny to see Phil in Minnesota too. I've reading to um, Kelly Yonkrock out of Seattle. He's getting a lot of buzz lately. Uh, Elliot Friedman was just coming out with some tweets that there's a lot of buzz around his camp in Seattle. So curious to see where he ends up. I can see maybe Tampa Bay, New York, Washington. Caps would take him. That'd be cool. Um also heard that Connor Garland is getting a lot of buzz too. And him with the JT Miller camp, I think Vancouver has kind of made a push that they might try to make a run for the playoffs. They're sitting a little couple points outside the wild card and JT is their best scorer right now. So I don't think they want to move him. Garland, on the other hand, they can move him. They can afford to move him. They know he's not that big of a guy. He's teeny and some other teams could use him. Pittsburgh, Toronto, maybe even Boston. He's a Boston guy. So Bruins could trade for him. But yeah, that's just kind of my picks. Brock Besser's out there. I don't think Minnesota's going to go for him. I don't, Minnesota really doesn't tend to lean on those hometown kids to kind of stay away from that. I feel like it's a lot of pressure coming back to Minnesota too. So curious to see if the Canucks move on from him. But yeah, those are just some predictions I got. We'll see what happens. Once again, deadline's next Monday. Really looking forward to it. I'll be buzzing on my phone the whole day, sending you DMs, who's going where. Yeah. So our next episode will be cool. Can just recap all the trades that happened. Hopefully, now just going into this, I think, the wild, we got to make a push here, man. I think just kind of with our slump lately, we could use somebody. Obviously, with Tyson Yost, he's playing the night, starting in the lineup. That's not the guy. That's great news for us, but we got to keep adding some more pieces here. For sure, need that center. Like I said, Drew would be unbelievable, if not elsewhere. So make some pushes here. Hopefully, it works out in Minnesota. I think Billy G's kind of got that mentality, like, okay, let's do this. I think we're just in a hunt to just losing there and wasn't going away, but he knows what this team's capable of. And feel like just kind of adding some pieces now people were worried about it with how well we were playing we're like i'm not gonna screw up the mojo but kind of with everything going on right now i think adding a couple pieces this team would be good especially with the prospects we have and draft picks i've i'm not afraid to give it up i think we should be aggressive go for it now i don't like sitting around waiting for everything kind of with rossi how we've seen him in the first 11 games i know that was so and so and bully has turned out to be an unbelievable rookie but yeah i don't know man i i might get rid of him to 
get a high-end player to come to Minnesota and kind of maybe use him as a loner year. But if it works out, if we win the Stanley Cup, everyone thinks it's genius. If not, and we end up trading we're see. close enough to do that, though? You think this I don't know, team man. and the way we've been playing is not as well as we were early in the season, obviously, but with with that the with the abs in front of us, does Billy G sit there and think realistically, do we have one to two moves that can make us compete with that team? And I feel like honestly, the answer is no. I mean, I would love to say yes, but like, I mean, they're at 91 points, dude. They're crushing the West. So I feel like Billy G doesn't want to make any rash decisions in these first thing. And I would love to see Giroux, but like at the same time, like you said, are we willing to give up on Rossi guys like that this early when we could be sitting on, you know, potentially what the abs have there with Boldy and Rossi and, and these younger guys. And, you know, maybe Yost turns out to be something and, and, and we have these, this young squad around Carrillo, you know? So I don't know. I would love yeah. to see it too, because I would just, you know, as a fan, you kind of always want to see your team be aggressive. But I mean, we're sitting decently yeah, you're right. right now in the wild. That's card, true. Right? I, hopefully, just the asking price isn't too high. Like, if we can get a center somewhere, if it's right. not true, or just a center elsewhere, and if the asking price isn't high, obviously we should jump on that. But if they are asking for Rossi and first round pick, yeah, you may be right. Maybe the Avs are, but I don't what know. NHL Pavelski? playoffs are weird. So, what happened to Pavelski? Yeah, so I predicted Pavelski to get traded, and which would be awesome to go to the Wild, but he actually just signed a one-year deal with the Dallas Stars because oh, even yeah, within the Stars, cool. when we spoke last too, the Stars were, I'd say, 10 points out of the wild card, and now they're, I think, two points away from the third spot in the Central Division, so they're currently yeah, making that playoff rush. Uh, Pavelski would be awesome. That's what I thought would be happening, but they're like, nope, we're signing him to a deal. We're making a playoff rush. We're going for this too. So, yeah, it's going to be crazy, so who- man. Who's your MVP frontrunner right now? If you had to pick one guy to win the MVP right now, I've heard, I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about the the conversations around who should be winning it. And there's a lot of arguments for some goalies. I think Shesterkin's up there, um, but I'm curious to see who uh, off the rip. Who do you think instinctually should win the MVP? Going into that, dude, I don't like everyone. McDavid and Drysaddle, they get all the hype because they're unbelievable so hockey players. And, yeah, 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 with the Hart Trophy. But, uh, dude, I like Johnny Huberdo. I don't think anybody talks about this guy. So like, my 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 rebuttal to that, and this is kind of it's funny that you brought that up because I didn't even didn't even lead you really into that. But the stuff that I've been seeing is that he gets more second assists than anybody else does, which is why he has so many points. I would take right. Huberto or Johnny Gaudreau as MVP. Over, over Matthews? Dude, I, look, look what Johnny Gaudreau's doing with that Flames team. But, but like, look at what I Matthews mean, 78 points for Calgary compared to it. He has 78, Matthews has 77, and Matthews has so many more weapons in Toronto than compared to what Gaudreau has in Calgary. I mean, obviously, he's got Lindholm and Tafoli. Well, you only play guys. with the guys in your line. It's not like, it's not like Gaudreau doesn't play on a good line. Well, yeah, you can move guys around and stuff, but I'm just saying, like the MVP to the but the NHL is so weird because it's just who's most valuable to that team that year. It's not just kind of the most points, so and so. So yeah, that does make sense with Huberto with the second assist. I just think he's so valuable to Florida. And that's where I looked at Johnny, just with like him not on that team. I don't think Calgary is near where they should be. And that's kind of what they look at it with the MVP too. So that, yeah, that Matthews at hell of a year, I, I think like 45 goals. Fair. But 
I think I would I would rather see Gaudreau win it over Huberdeau, but I, I mean, 50, 45 goals in fifty six games and still having thirty two assists, and I, and I know the team's loaded, but I don't know if that necessarily should be against him. You know, McDavid plays in Drysital. That doesn't mean it's necessarily against McDavid, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Take that back. I'm going. I'm I'm gonna go with Johnny Gaudreau, MVP. Okay. Interesting, interesting. Shout out for the little guys. Yeah, because I mean the top top five in points right now are McDavid, Huberto, Drysdale, Gaudreau, and Matthews. Um, and then there's a four point difference, and then there's Kadri and our boy Carell is tied for sixth in the league, which is sick. But um, just Durkin, he's gonna win the Venza. Yeah, I had I had Saros for my prediction, but just looking at it now, just overview. It's my Ranger boy, baby. Yeah, he's been playing unbelievable. He's been so valuable to that team. So. Get a guy like him. I think he's a late round draft pick. That's what goalies are. They just come out of nowhere. Uh, going in the Norris too. Let's see. I think you got to go with Kale McCarr. He's on pace to like break the goals record. Yeah. Even though Roman Yossi. Yeah, Fox, right? Yeah, Roman Yossi's played unbelievable. He's got 17 goals up to close to 60 points a year. He's been he's the best player in Nashville. But I just kind of think with the year Kale's, Kale is having – and just on that team and just the way he skates is unbelievable. So it's going to be good. Curious to see what those happen. Um, yeah, it's going to be a crazy end of the season. I'm so pumped. Playoffs, everything, deadline. I'm pumped. Well, you mark my words, folks. I think it's going to be Matthews. He's got a good draw. But it's going to be a fun end of the year for NBA and NHL for sure. Um, quick. Now, I don't want you to change your mind. I'm not saying you're changing your mind. But if you had to repick – your finals for the Stanley Cup, would you still go with the Caps? I'm guessing you'd still go with the Avs. Still go with the Avs. I guess you could still go with the Caps. Listen, people, I'm still still picking the Caps. Uh, But if you had to pick somebody besides the Caps right now, who would it be to win? Carolina Hurricanes. Really? Yeah, but I'm still going Caps. So just the way Carolina's played, they're so fast. They're so big. They're just such a well-good put together team they don't have that superstar they do have stars on the team but they're just so they've just an overall well-rounded team which i like about them um they play in a tough division in that metropolitan sitting at let's see what they're sitting at too 87 points 87 points i think they'd be an unbelievable pick uh just the whole personality how much it's changing carolina down there with the attitude and all the crazy stuff that's going on down there with the celebrations and Good to see Carolina winning and playing well and kind of doing well in that Southern hockey market, which you usually right. don't see. So, uh, yeah, that's who I would go with. But, people, I'm still on the caps. God damn it, Alex Ovechkin. Figure it out. We're not letting Columbus sneak up on us. <laughs> we're going to get to the finals and we're going to lose. So we got what's going to happen in Washington. They might, they're going to make some trade line, trade deadline, get some guys, get Giroux. I don't know. Just for me. You get Jerusalem on the caps now? Is that what you're, you're changing your mind to? I'm just thinking of people who we can add to this team who won't want to play Alex Ovechkin. But now jumping back to that question, who would you take looking at it now with your picks? I mean, I truthfully still do like the Rangers because I think, again, this is coming from my limited NHL knowledge, but I feel like the more I've read and, and just heard you know, more expert people talk about it, it's like it's going to come down to a lot of goaltending, right? And I just feel like Shesterkin's there. And so, like, my first instinct is to always, you know, check the goalie. 
if I'm not going with the Rangers, I feel like the Lightning are going to be there. I just three peat. I don't know. If, I don't think they'll beat the Abs, but like, it, it can you really bet against that lineup with with Vaz and Goal? You know, it's not that I necessarily want to see it because I'd love to see, in my opinion, besides the Rangers, I'd love to see the Leafs make a run. I just don't see it happening with the goaltending they have right now, unless they make a move. How but, bad are they? Speaking of goaltending, too, one of the best leading goaltenders besides Igor is Freddie Anderson, man. The Leafs traded him to Carolina. Yeah. Crazy. Dubis, well, but, dude. But think, but think about Campbell this year, dude. Like, you didn't see Campbell collapsing like this. He was going to no. He was gonna potentially a Vesna guy. And, and it's waves, too. And if they do end up going to win the Stanley Cup and Campbell plays unbelievable here, no one's going to talk about this. But it's weird what happens with the NHL. I feel like – you bring up a good point with Vasilevsky and Tampa Bay. He's just always good. I feel he never, never goes to slumps. Good. Yeah, he's always good. Makes a strong point. No one really. I don't think a lot of people predicted Tampa Bay to go three feet. It's so hard to do, and the way they're playing right now, they definitely could. I feel like I'm curious to see how they do in the deadline and see if they add pieces. But I just feel like it's the same thing I was talking about with the NBA. It's just like there's so few things that can beat playoff experience. Like John Moran just doesn't quite have the playoff experience yet, you know? And so I don't see the Grizzlies going far. Now, who has playoff experience? The Lightning. They have so much playoff experience. All those guys, you know, they've been in big games. And so, you know, you look at some of these other teams that maybe not, you know, the, the Panthers have some, but like, you know, I don't, I don't see the Panthers, you know. I think great. a lot of people are on that not trusting the Panthers because it's Florida. I just – I don't know. The team's so think, scary. You got to think atmosphere in the playoffs too. I know. You think. They sell those tickets for like 10 bucks just to get people in there. Right. So, yeah, I think, like you said, I think the, I don't know, if the Bruins, the Bruins is another team that I feel like those guys, those core guys have playoff experience too. Um, uh, I don't know about their goaltending. It's not necessarily like elite to lead. They have good, but It'll be interesting to see. Um, but. That's right. And I didn't touch on that to uh, the Vegas Golden Knights on a five game losing streak right now, sitting at 68 points. What the hell is going on in Las Vegas right now? I do think they will figure it out. Once they get Mark Stone back, get him going with Eichel and uh, Pacioretty, they will be scary. So I think they're going yeah. through a kind of a slump too right now. Also the wild. I mean, not to freak people out, but it's, it's not like we're any more comfortably, comfortably in the playoffs, which is, you know, not the greatest thing, but, you know, we're talking about making moves to, to make a push, but we, we, we might need to make a move just to, you know, stay in the hunt too, you know, cause we don't yeah. want to get stuck playing the flames or the abs in the first round. You know, that's just, yeah, give me, Cal- give me Calgary. I do not want to go near no. Colorado. I am banking on the wild getting that two or three seed and then somehow Colorado losing in the first round. That'd be unbelievable. Not going to happen. But then I feel like that's the only way the Wild can make it to the Stanley Cup is someone beating the Owls besides the Wild. Well, we just can't. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we cannot afford to be that second wild card team and have to play yeah. that, right? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. The Wild have 72 points currently in the first wild card spot. Vegas in the second wild card spot with 68. And Dallas right there with 67. Vancouver 67. Winnipeg 66. And Anaheim 65. Yeah. Like everyone's still alive. And that being said, we we do have four less games played than Vegas, so that's nice too. That we're three, we're four points up, and we have four games in hand. So, and we have the longest um, 
we have nine games at home now. It's like the longest in Minnesota wild history. We close off March at home. So that's going to be huge. We need to get some wins here. Just get points. We need points right now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's do or die time. We two or two, two to two right now. Second period. So the Marshawn scored. Jeremy Swayman. He's on my fantasy team. But uh, last thing here, and this is a, a shout out to my mom before we wrap this podcast up is unfortunately we have no college basketball talk. <laughs> she wanted me to us to talk about college basketball before the tournament came out. But um, unfortunately this will be coming out tomorrow morning and the tournament has technically already started. And to be honest with you, I haven't watched that much college basketball. <laughs> she picking Kansas. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> which is fair enough. But um, if you're hearing this mom, which I know you're going to listen to shout out. Mom, Hi Carrie Stevenson. Um, sorry, we did not cover it. Um, it's just rapid fire. Who's your final four? Give me four teams right now, Jacob. Dude, I don't even know the, I mean, look at the bracket, Kansas, Gonzaga, Illinois. Nice. If they're in, um, and then give me, give me Auburn. Nice. Oh, wait, did you say Kansas? Yeah. They're in the same as Auburn. Okay, not Auburn. Um, Bama. Okay. Strong tournament. <laughs> they are. They're six seed. Give me go. some upsets. These next there, two games. Two, be... two one seeds. And, right, Kansas is yes. a one seed. Yep. Yeah, Kansas is Agua one seeds. I got, I'll get my final four. So I did my bracket. It's all completed. Got some upsets, but my final four, I got Gonzaga, Purdue, Arizona, Auburn. Ooh. Championship. Like Purdue pick. Gonzaga, Arizona, Gonzaga winning it. Big time. And it's lame. I hate choosing one seeds, and it's probably not going to happen, but that's what I have. Hurts um, like Shaq, though. Like the last like 15, fi- not 15, the, the last like good chunk of finals have had a one seed in the, in the finals, though. So, yeah. So Gonzaga is just old reliable. They'll make it at least the least elite eight. So because they got okay. yeah. Shout out to our guy Chet. Mini haha. Yeah. Um, and then so shout out cool. to Iowa State. They're the 11 seed playing LSU. So go clones on that. Hopefully they pull yeah. upset off. They've been playing like shit lately. And I don't know if they're gonna win, but I think they lost to Texas Tech in the first round of the Big 12 this year is 72 to 46. Something like Oof. that. Hey, no one thought we were dead last. We won three games last year. Need, you need Taylor Horton. Now we're, in the, now we're in the tournament. Yeah, THT. Bring it back. But we got Isaiah Brockington. Hopefully, maybe going a little bit run. If Who knows? Who's, Iowa State goes to the final who, four. Hey, why, why I'll be us? there. I'll be in New Orleans. I'll get you tickets. We'll go why out. not the clones? Why not the clones? Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that about wraps up uh, our knowledge on college basketball. I think Joe. That's good. Joe has expertise in Iowa State, and I apparently have expertise on no one. That's a lot of death on that one. People should – that's good. Tune in more. We might have to get our own – we might have to break off and do a college basketball podcast. Oh, I'll do an upset. I got an upset team so people can hear it Is first. Is it going to be a 12 seed over a 5 seed? No, it's uh, it's Longwood. There's a school called Longwood. I'm oh, taking yeah. them over Tennessee. Oh, okay. okay. I think they're 26 what, what and 6. Oh, uh, what's the three against? 14? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my upset team. You okay. guys heard it like here that. on Circle like and Sewer. I'm taking Longwood. Hell yeah. 
Let's go Longwood. Everybody cheering for Longwood. We'll all throw a buck down on them. We'll be rich together. And then Cal State Fullerton against Duke. Just Coach K, dreams over. First game. Oh. Imagine that. Yeah. Well, that is the one basketball. I did actually watch the end of that game. UNC spoiled Coach K's. Yeah, let's get into that. So you got a little bit more here. How crazy, crazy is that? So for those who didn't see it, Coach K obviously let final season at Duke here. Um, UNC plays Duke at Cameron. Last regular season game. Last game for Coach K at Cameron indoors. UNC beats him. And then he has to have a, a speech afterwards that there's now a clip of him getting very upset. And it's very funny. Oh, Coach K. Go out and... And yeah, so we'll see what this tournament brings. They win it all. That'd be a cool story, but would it? I feel like that's only cool story for Duke fans. Like, no, I feel like yeah. Go like Cal I State Coach, I respect Coach K, but just never been a Duke fan. So same. I'd rather go to UNC than Duke. Facts. Shout out Chapel Hill. Beautiful campus. Beautiful. I, campus. I really want to go to the state of North Carolina, man. I've been to the Charlotte uh, Airport Hotel because I was oh. flying to PCB. Wow. For spring break. Yeah. So me and Ryan went to Charlotte. We got some chicken wings and then we had to wake up for a 5 a.m. flight to Florida the next day. So it's my only experience in North Carolina, but I would love to go back. If any of you listeners are in the Charlotte area and want to go grab some pops, be more than welcome to come down to Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Chapel Hill is beautiful. Beautiful. Been there. Well, you have been there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's cool. North Carolina. It's yeah, a good question. I want to say like maybe when I was younger, but I don't remember it. I don't know. The Carolina is really too. underrated. They are. Sneaky. Sneaky good places. Nice weather. Good people. I don't know about the people, but probably good people. Hopefully shout out to people. our listeners if we get any in South Carolina. Yeah, where's our Belgium guy at? I don't know if he's still listening, but dude, he's gotta be. Get some merch on the heat map of our listeners. It's still there. So shout out Belgium, but, uh, well, thanks for listening folks. We're back at this. We're going to, we're back. Great episode, man. It's good seeing you back. Uh, too, man. Or the zoom calls. We're going to rip out these once a week and, uh, it's going to be heating up here with the playoffs starting for NBA and NHL. And, uh, I know me and Joe are both excited. So hopefully, uh, you guys can tune in and, Hear us break down what's going on and uh, hopefully more. Get crazy here the next few weeks, folks. Yeah. We're going to dive in a little bit more, I think, as this uh, NFL stuff uh, settles and we see where some of these guys go. And uh, then we'll give probably some predictions on uh, what we see for next year once uh, some of this is settled down. And then we'll roll into the NFL NFL draft, too. So uh, we have a lot of stuff coming up, but I'm excited for it. So we're back. Hopefully you guys can tune back in. We're going to try to do these uh, midweek uh, moving forward. But uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace.